Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good evening, everyone. It's your favorite radio host, Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca, and you're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. My guest co-host today is a woman of many faces. She is a philanthropist, model, host, and now a fashion designer and Real Housewives of Toronto star, Joan Kelly Walker. Thank you for having me. I love having you. Haven't seen Thank you in you. a while. How are you doing? Yeah, great. It's been a really busy summer and I've been working really hard to get my clothing brand going and uh, lots of exciting news there. So once a month, we like to focus on pop culture. That includes your celebrity and entertainment news, as well as current events around the globe that involve topics around dating and relationships. And then we're going to discuss and talk about what's been happening over this past month. And we'd also love to hear your feedback from you, the listeners. Joining our panel today, we have Alex and Nikita, who are the founders of TheRebelMama.com, a blogging site for the modern mom who is unapologetically herself and under understands that more than one kind of woman can be a good mom. Welcome to our very first pop culture show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're super excited. Well, excited for you guys to be here today. So Nikita and Alex, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you stand for. Who are the Rebel Mamas? I'll let you take this away. Thanks, babe. <laughs> well, the Rebel Mama started as a community of outsiders. We got pregnant right around the same time and found ourselves a little bit off put by the kinds of rhetoric and just generally everything about the online world for moms. There was a lot of pressure and not a lot of support and not a lot of diversity. So we thought, oh, well, we can probably add something good to this conversation. So we pooled our talents and spiced it up, and spiced it up. exactly. So I'm a, I'm a writer, Alex is a photographer and Visual. Visual guru. And so she pulls some really awesome non-typical mom images. And I write non-typical mom content. And we just speak to a broader audience and kind of try to drive community that way. So who's your following? Who follows you guys? Cool we have a Rebel, moms. Of, yeah, cool yeah, moms. Rebel moms. Cool moms. Cool moms. <laughs> um, Is there like an age category? 25 to 40. Tends to be a lot of professionals. First time moms. A lot of urban dwellers, I would say. Yeah, our biggest um, following is in Toronto, followed by New York and LA and London. So it tends to be liberal-minded moms that tend to be working moms as well. How do you get your followers? They just see what we're doing I and they're think like... They relate. I, I think actually relate love your Instagram feed. There are a couple of racy photos on there, yes. but it's so well uh, laid out. It's gorgeous, actually. That's all and I, and, and I looked at it and thought, <laughs> how come I don't have images like that on my... <laughs> I can't lie. I did think that. It takes yeah. a lot of time and energy to do that. I that know it just does. Come out of nowhere, right? It, Joan knows how mm -hmm. how it's much all, time it's Instagram takes. It's like a full time takes. job. It is. You got to think about it. You got to research. You got to make it happen. You got to take a zillion pictures to get one that's great. Yeah, yeah. and people don't understand that. They say they say, "Oh, you always look great in pictures." It's like, well, I only took about a hundred. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, our feed isn't really that many photos of us either. It's kind of like a mood board, stuff yeah. that inspires us. We try to support a lot of other female artists and repost their images and credit them properly and make sure that they're getting visibility as well. So that's yeah. a big part of what we do. We like too. to have it a good, like a good feel to it. So when you land there, you're like, okay, I can relate to these women speaking this language instead of like a typical pregnant girl in the lavender field. Yeah, it's thing. really refreshing looking at your site. 
Like the, the racy things are like, wow, you don't see this every day. I love it. Moms are racy. <laughs> That's how we became moms. We are. So let's get into our show for today. So on July 24th, Demi Lovato was rushed to the hospital after emergency services were called to her home. So Lovato was reported to be in stable condition following the apparent overdose. However, this is not her first running with drugs. Demi has previously been to rehab for depression, eating disorder, bullying, and self-harm. She has also admitted to previously using cocaine several times a day, lasting months. So last month, she revealed that she had relapsed after six years of sobriety. Uh, she was actually scheduled to perform in Toronto the Sunday after this all went down. Did you guys know that? She was supposed to be in we Toronto. Know you know, know what? That. I knew that because you I did? was out on Sunday night and I got home at a very reasonable hour. But my Uber driver on the way home, we were driving by the venue where she was performing and my Uber driver was like, did you know that her fans still went to the show? Oh, right? how sad. And yeah, I know. And that's that's the only reason why I knew she was here. But yeah, apparently her fans went and I think they listened to her album there. And I'm sure there were a lot of tears and people posting supportive messages. Well, the good thing is nice. she's going to be okay. So ladies, what is going on with Demi? So is she heartbroken, dealing with too much stress, pressure, daddy issues? What do you guys think? Well, it always makes me, when you hear about these tragedies that happen with all, all kinds of celebrities, like look at Michael Jackson and whoever it was, it always makes me think, like, these people seem to have it all. Like, what is the missing piece of the puzzle that makes them so vulnerable? That's that's the part that I can never really understand. Ladies? I think that there's, I mean, for, I know very little about Demi Lovato. What I do know is that I think that she's had a turbulent relationship with her father as I understand yes and I think that it started when she was a child and there's a lot of studies and a lot of proof that when a young child goes through trauma it actually changes their brain chemistry and different brain connections aren't able to be made because of that trauma and because of that a lot of mental health issues tend to stem from that we forget that addiction is a disease and that can also be tied into that as well so I do think I mean I'm sure it's a mix of the stress and the societal pressures and all this stuff that we get onto these young artists, female artists specifically, but I'm sure that there's got to be something that started when she was a really little kid, if that's really what she was dealing with. We need to take a break, but we're going to come back to this conversation. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show Pop Culture Edition. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. From singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are back. You're tuned in to the pop culture edition of the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. My co-host today is Joan Kelly Walker of the Real Housewives of Toronto. We have Alex and Nikita, founders of the Rebel Mama Hi. blog, Yay. in studio Yay. with us. And we're talking about... Um, this is our pop culture edition, and we're talking about all sorts of, of different uh, current events happening around the globe and things relating to celebrities as well. And we were just talking about Demi Lovato and her overdose. And uh, Julia here, my sound girl, would like to pipe in. Hello. It was just interesting because when Joan said, like, it's true, like, these people, they have everything. They have all the money and all the anything that they could possibly have. But I think that it's a bigger issue of, like, mental health awareness. We need to start being more open and candid and honest about the mental health stuff because Demi has actually been super 
open about her struggles and like she came out years ago saying uh, she got diagnosed with bipolar. So this is probably just like she's been going through some traumatic things and then maybe she just kind of fell off the handle and then it's hard to get back up when you already have those huge things to deal with, like bipolar in general and any kind of mental illness. So I think it opens up a big uh, conversation in Hollywood, at least about mental illness and like how we need to start being more honest and open and being able to share and talk about these things Mm -hmm. because secrets keep us sick. I just want to pipe in for one second because I think maybe also adding to that, her environment and being surrounded by yes people and being young and impressionable and being in an industry that's so hardcore and so... And the pressure, pressure, the pressure of it all. The pressure, because I mean, she started off easier, as a yeah. Probably. She started off as a young actress, uh, child right. actress, right? And I guess the pressure of having to be on and perform, and I can just imagine like her concert coming up in Toronto. She's probably thinking, you know, here I am doing drugs. Oh my goodness! Like I've got a concert in a week, and and at that uh, age, right, to deal with that kind of pressure. Yeah, and also, how do you self-identify? I mean, like you you just said that she has all these. Yeah, people around her so you know people are kind of of building her up in a certain way and you have to have that around you to keep your confidence up to perform that way but also how do you feel inside like you don't want to be labeling yourself or identifying as a bipolar person or someone that has a mental illness so you want to be the performer you want to be your best self but you have to be realistic of of you know what everything looks like given the pressure and all that and you know it's a really really like it's a teeter-totter I can't imagine you know being in her shoes how difficult that is so what are your thoughts? I want to I wanna talk about something a little bit different right now, but uh, I still want to talk about drugs. So what are your thoughts on the legalization of marijuana in Canada? That's going to be happening very shortly here in Not October. Not a drug, babe. Not a drug. We're very excited about <laughs> it's, that. Oh, you are? The Rebel we Mamas are. are excited. Okay, I mean, Alex, go ahead. It's nothing new for us. We've been using it forever. Um, I think like anything else, you have to use it responsibly and you have to know what and how much and it's like alcohol or cigarettes or anything else. Um, But I think that because you guys probably don't suffer from mental illness, but I think that people that do suffer from mental illness and they start using it might use it as a gateway drug. Your thoughts? Yeah. The whole thing just kind of terrifies me because I'm a mom of a 16 and an 18-year-old boy. And I've seen all the studies that say that uh, the use of marijuana will affect your brain development until you're 25 years old. So my focus is to educate my kids that that is a fact Mm -hmm. and in the very least hold out until you're that old. And then, you know, they will have gotten past the hump and they can make better decisions. I'm also terrified of if people aren't users and they're not using it responsibly, they they get in a car that's going to affect me and my kids of on course. the road and my kids are just learning how to drive like the whole thing i just i it just makes me feel really really uncomfortable but i think it's just going to come down to information and education right the more people talk about and educate other people about it the more we can responsibly use it and not everybody has to use it in the same way like you know nobody's telling anyone else to smoke a joint and get in the car you might use a drop of CBD oil in your milkshake in the morning, and that might level out your anxiety for the day. Like there's but CBD oil without no THC. properties yes. because it has no THC. That's right. So, so that's, it, that's different. That right. calms your essential nervous system. So there's a lot of different methods, and, and there's a lot of different ways is what we're and saying. And there's a lot of education around alcohol, and people still completely abuse it and, and kill people on the roads. Totally. So, there's also no health benefits to alcohol. That's true. Whereas there are health that's benefits true. to cannabis. So I think that the most amazing thing about legalization is that it's going to open up 
it a thins out your blood. Alcohol thins out your blood if you have heart problems. <laughs> one glass of red wine. We're also trying to be positive. Of that. We are supportive of wine. But I think that once red it becomes wine. legal and it becomes less of a taboo unless there's less stigma surrounding it, there will be more conversation and there will be more research. There are thousands of strains of cannabis. We have no idea what the possibilities are with it. And I think that we're more likely to find out what the possibilities can be if it's legal. I just don't think it's going to stop our youth from from using. I think it's going to encourage, going to encourage more of them to use it because they're going to be like, okay, so, you know, our government says it's okay. Youth it's and okay. adults too. It's good. Yeah, youth and adults. And um, let's say, you know, if people are having an issue with addiction, and now they're going to be able to go to the store and get it. Like, it's just... There's actually been some really amazing studies coming out surrounding the opioid epidemic that are no longer labeling cannabis as a gateway drug, but as an exit drug. So they're talking about using cannabis in order to treat more severe addictions to more serious drugs in order to get people to get off of, especially the ones that address pain, because cannabis can also address some of the same issues. So they're talking about taking that from cannabis or from like heroin and opioids into cannabis and then off drugs. Lots of great information and we're just getting started. Stay with us. The pop culture edition of the Dating and Relationship Show. We'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We're back. Thanks for tuning in to the Pop Culture Edition of the Dating and Relationship Show. My co-host today is Joan Kelly Walker, and in-studio guests are Alex and Nikita, uh, founders of The Rebel Mama. And um, we were talking about Demi Lovato before the break and uh, legalization of marijuana. And so now we're back talking about Demi Lovato and her apparent drug overdose that happened just a couple of weeks ago. So Demi was rushed to the hospital after paramedics were called to her home. So... Her ex, uh, you know, the guy Wilmer Valderrama, mm-hmm. uh, yes. what was that, the mm-hmm. 70s show? Oh, yeah. So he's, he's been visiting he's her at the hospital. He is. He's so cute. <laughs> so he's been visiting her at the hospital over the last few days. And Demi and Wilmer, they released a joint statement back in 2016 when they decided to call it quits, saying that we have realized more than anything that we are better off as best friends. Now, is it really possible to be best friends with an ex? I, I mean, what do you guys think? I don't think it's possible. I'd like to no comment Personally. <laughs> I would say yes. Really? Yeah. Have, have you, you've been best friends with exes before? No. I can mean, they're I an ex for, <laughs> they're an <laughs> for a reason. I think it's possible, though. But I, I, I think not. it's possible if there are, like, no feelings left. And usually, yeah, one what happens. You can still care for someone. In his case, he's caring for her, and he obviously loves her on some level. But I don't know about like besties, where you have to do everything at the, together because you might, you know. Yeah, I'm friends with all of my exes, but I also was friends with them before I started dating them. I've actually never dated somebody that I haven't been friends with first. It's a kind of a weird thing, but it's I don't really like dating, so I'm like, oh, you've so proved yourself to be a normal, trustworthy human being. So you met someone on a dating site or no, no. on the street, or no, no. one's ever no. approached you no. where you started dating them slowly, like no. Nope. So you've been friends first. Yep. Like in a workplace, friends. No, just we. I have a lot of friends, <laughs> so I just pick one. The one I'm, I'm with now, I've been with for eight years. So Actually, my theory works. Actually, one of my works. best friends does that. All through high school, she like she did the circuit with all the friends. So oh, she I went never from dated guy to guy to guy to guy, and I was like, ew. 
I never did that. That didn't work. I for never me. did I'm that just, either. I'm, I'm glad we're escaping the app dating world because I don't know even how I would navigate that whole thing. I don't have a clue either. I, I know it's very successful for a lot of people, but it would not be for it me. It seems daunting. And it's yeah. pretty scary. Yeah. Some of the people that are out there, it's scary. But hey, it works for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. So let's not knock it. Shout out Tinder. Yeah. Shout out to Tinder. <laughs> Tinder okay. and Bumble. Somebody yeah, told me Bumble's the guys better. like Bumble because the girl has the final say. Well, some guys don't like Bumble because then not, they don't Because the girl approach. has the yeah. final say, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, another difficult relationship that Demi had was with her late father, Patrick, who died of cancer in 2013. So Demi described it as abusive and strained and also stated that her father was mentally ill. Now, father-daughter relationships are so important. I mean, when you have a father who isn't emotionally mentally or physically present or even just one of those things I think it really can mess you up as a child what do you guys think about this yeah entirely 100 percent I don't know mental illness if that's something that gets passed down but if you have someone in your household it kind of tends to take over just from the people that I know that would be suffering from that so um you know she would really have to work long and hard to try and and, uh, you know, keep her feet under her. I think it's hard to do anything without support. And I think it's really hard to do anything with, without support of parents, whether that's one parent who is very much involved. Like, I think that a single parent can raise a really healthy, well-adjusted child um, if that single parent is really invested in that child. Um, I do imagine that it was really difficult for her. I'm assuming that her father's mental health issues weren't addressed because they, in the 80s, it wasn't really something that yeah, nobody uh, talked about you it. could talk about. So I'm sure that she received the brunt of that. I feel really bad for her. I really do. I think it's really, really sad. And I really hope that the fact that she's been so open about it before, I think that she'll probably continue to be open with it about it after. And hopefully it does destigmatize it and let other people address their issues too because I don't think that it's anybody's fault and I don't think it's her fault specifically well, for sure. Well I hope that she gets the help that she needs and uh, we wish Demi Lovato a speedy recovery and uh, now I want to talk about Justin Bieber. Um, <laughs> he has a few things happening in his life right now. <laughs> Alex why are you laughing? You love him? I was like no I don't. <laughs> Actually um, you look like his uh, his fiance a little bit. Haley Baldwin? Okay, I do like him, or, man. If you're going to say <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> or Cameron Diaz. I think that's I who get you Cameron look like. Diaz. Cameron yes. Diaz. He just got engaged to model Haley Baldwin back in July. Uh, and Bieber confirmed two days later in a lengthy Instagram post where he tells Haley, I am committed to spending my life getting to know every single part of you, and I promise to lead our family with honor and integrity. Now, his it seems a little rushed, don't you guys think, this engagement? I'd say. <laughs> Nikita's I, I mean, they're, at the, they're at the glory phase. You meet, you're on your best behavior, everything is great. Right. I mean, this is not reality. I think you you got to wait a little bit. How old are they? I don't even know. I they're think they're like 23, yeah. something like yeah, that. Okay. But yeah, he seems really to be young. growing up a bit, at least. Like, it wasn't too long ago we were hearing about his wild parties and everything. Right. And now it's like, okay, he's in love, which is great. And everybody celebrates that. Why not? Good for him. But he was just with Selena in May. 
What were, why were you yeah. shaking your head? I yeah. want to know your thoughts. Nikita. <laughs> I just cannot even, I mean, I've, I'm not engaged. I'm not married. And I have I have two kids and own a house with somebody and have been with them for eight years. So the thought of jumping into an engagement after three months makes my head spin a little bit, especially if you're Justin Bieber, who just doesn't really seem like, it's kind of surprising that he was so fast to commit like that. I think mm-hmm. it's a little bit interesting, but I don't know. I I wish them well. You never know. So, okay, guess, Joan, know. what if your kids did that? Oh, boy. Well, you know, it's <laughs> kind of funny because like, I have do? an 18-year-old who's having his first girlfriend, and she's a lovely, lovely girl. But, I mean, the two of them are, are together all the time, which is great. But, you know, it's that learning phase. For him, it's both of their first boyfriend-girlfriend. I don't know. Three months, is it's just not enough. Well, I think he dated Haley a little while in between Selena. So they knew each other. Um, they they did know each other, and Haley's always been in love with him. But we need to take a break. We're going to come right back to this. You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show. Stay with us. You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It's our first edition of our pop culture show. And my co-host today is Joan Kelly Walker of the Real Housewives of Toronto. Perfect for this show, Joan. Thank you. And our special guests are Alex and Nikita, founders of the Rebel Mama. Hello. I love that, the Rebel Mama. Thank you. So before the break, we were talking about Haley and Justin's um, new engagement. Now... Justin and Selena, they were rumored to have broken up in May. Okay, hello, that was like three months ago. Uh, It seems like they were trying to work it out since November of last year. Do we really believe that he fell in love with Haley that fast? Or is this just a rebound for Justin? Maybe that's why they split up. Maybe there was something going on that we don't know about. And then that transition. And then, you know, Selena kind of got dragged through the end of it. I love Selena Gomez. I, I don't just, know. I'd hate for that to happen. She's but. such an intelligent little woman. But when you good. have money and fame to play with, like getting married and having an extravagant wedding and then and then, and then changing the, your mind. Changing your mind. Like Kim Kardashian did 70 d- days later, right? Like it doesn't But you know, I respect big of a that. Deal if as, you if you if you don't feel it, right, then of course. I think it's more important to get married. Why would you get you, well, why would you get married in the first well, place? Well, yeah, there's that. You know, yeah, that's the part Hello. I didn't get to. Like she probably thought, "Wow, this isn't the well, guy for me," but I'm going to get married anyway. There's lot. We throw parties all the that's time. What I'm I saying. think she it's did like... it for the show. But Canada. I want. I do want to talk about rebound relationships, though. How do you feel, ladies? Feel about rebound relationships? Do you think they can work? Yeah, I think they can. I think sometimes you date somebody and realize what you really don't want. And then you really quickly find someone who's very different and you're like, ooh, that's what I want instead. I think that I've seen it happen a few times of like kind of longer term relationships ending and then right after somebody getting into a relationship that ends up they're getting engaged or whatever. So I think it's a possibility. I get it. I think the more you date, the more you have your checklist of this is what I really want and this is what I really don't want. I don't think you know what you really want at 23. Not at 23, but you know, yeah. Yeah, like whatever your comfort level is with that person. Like sometimes you're with someone for a very long time and then you break up and other times you meet someone and you're in love after a few days because the chemistry's there, right? 
But don't you think you can have a checklist? I think that you, you have can. to. Yes, but I think that you. Yes, of course. I don't think of you course. can check all. But of but I don't think no. you don't. Yeah, and there's some people that want all the boxes checked. Yeah, okay, I'm a matchmaker. I see it all the time. Is they have to be matchmaker. Yes, real? I'm a matchmaker. They have to Ooh. be this, 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 and this, and this. And it's like, well, how about this? Nope. They're not a doctor. Well, like, hello. Why do you need to have a doctor? You have to compromise. (laughs) But you kind of have to have, like, a lot of that list. Not the whole list, but you've got to kind of lean towards certain characteristics. Yeah, values. Yeah. The big thing. Yeah. And I think that rebound relationships can work if you're not weighed down by a bunch of negative emotions and you're not emotionally tied to that person. And I, I, then I feel like it can work. But I don't, I truly don't believe that Justin is 100% over Selena Gomez. Mm. I mean, that was his first love. Those yeah. are the, the hardest to <laughs> Well, maybe she split up with him and, and this was his kind of yeah. way of saying, like, I'm okay, yeah, I'm like, moving on. Yeah, like, screw you, lady. Yeah. I'm, I'm gone. Well, that's not fair to Haley, though. No, it's no. not. This could be, yeah, this could be an ego thing. This could be like his ego was sad. I'm sure we'll find so out. So he went for another hot girl. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be all over the media. Exactly. So Selena was with The Weeknd for about 10 months up until October of last year. And Haley was last seen with Sean Mendes at the Met Gala on May the 7th. Uh, so well, they ripped through them fast. <laughs> yeah, what are the timelines <laughs> Wow. On Jesus. How do you make a choice between two people that you love. Do you guys believe that you can love two people? I mean, let's look at the show The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And at the end, they're left with two people and they confess their love to both people. I love you. I love you. I love you. I don't know what choice to make. Can you truly love two people? Have you guys ever loved two people? Ridiculous. I think maybe in <laughs> life too. you can and you can it's have a different kind of love for different people. But on a show like The Bachelor specifically, when you're just on a game show for a certain amount of days and champagne you're like and falling in love. Yeah, champagne and hot tubs is all it takes. And you can fall <laughs> in love with lots of people. Exactly. So fall do you, in love with is, everybody. So so no, you can't be in love with more than one person? I think you can, but I don't think any of those dating show people are in love. I think that they're drunk on champagne and confused yeah. by the big houses they're hanging out in. Like, yeah. I don't think that Looks they're... And they like want to be on a TV show. <laughs> Looks a lot like love. Exactly. They want to be on right. TV. They're like, you know, maybe they are trying to find love, but I I mean, one of those has worked out in all the seasons, no? No, maybe one I think or two. more than one. Okay, but I don't think the ratio is looking so hot. I bet you there's a binding contract anyways. So what if years down the road you're married with kids and you you realize it wasn't the right choice after all? You uh, stay. Hmm. Do you stay? Or that's do you a go? tough one. That's that's really a tough one. I don't know. I I think would you, you have stay? to be okay, responsible if you, if you have kids and you've committed to that person. I think you you really have to think long and hard about it. I. I don't know. I had a boyfriend that I met around the, or that I had dated before around the time that I uh, was with my husband before we got married. And, I, you know, I was kind of like, okay, what, what do I want to do here? Oh, yeah. This is interesting. Yeah. But then when <laughs> I split up with the other boyfriend, <laughs> he just, he just did me a big favor and said, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm going to respect you enough that I'm going on and you respect me enough that I'm going on. And that was the end of it. There's no second guessing. There's no wondering. So you didn't second guess later on in life? No, no. I mean, I I have more respect for him because of that. Okay. I mean, maybe it'll circle around. I've been married now for 20 years, but maybe it'll circle around and I'll become friends with him again. I don't know, but I I, I still respect him. I doubt it, Joan. (laughs) You're not allowed anyway. Okay. (laughs) 
We'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. This is the Pop Culture Edition. And joining me in studio today is Joan Kelly Walker of The Real Hi. Housewives of Toronto. Hello. I'm your host, Laura Villada of singleinthecity.ca. And my other special guests are Alex and Nikita, founders of The Rebel Mama. That's us. So this just happened recently, and I wanted to include it because I think you guys, the Rebel Mamas, would be interested in this. So Khloe Kardashian was out at a charity event and received some major backlash from fans who said she should be at home with her new baby. I think that's ridiculous. Live and let live. (laughs) Let her do what she wants. She's thought about it, obviously. She's put her kid in care, obviously. So if that's important for her to do, let her do it. So she defended herself on Twitter stating, her dad is watching her while I'm trying to bring awareness to an amazing organization. Uh, But either way, what's wrong with a new mom letting daddy take over for a few hours? So let's talk about this. That's a perfect rebuttal for her. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's brilliant, and that's exactly what she should have said. I don't know if that was like a PR person telling her to say that, but she has every right to get out there and do something for herself, and I think you're a better mom when you do take the time to go to yoga or you know, have coffee with some friends or something. I think that's really important in being a mom. Yeah. And, and you have, I mean, you've got that much money. You have nannies, hello, right? Money's no issue. What's yeah, the deal? Yeah, you're allowed to leave the house. That you're allowed also. to, yeah, you're allowed to leave the house <laughs> yeah. without the baby. Yeah, and then can't you just pump, pump? <laughs> Is that what it looks like, babe? <laughs> I don't know. I've never pumped. It's brutal. It's <laughs> terrible. If you want to know about pumping, it looks like that. Yeah, does. We can talk about that. That was a good visual. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, a big part of what we do is we try to make sure that women know that yeah, of course you can leave your house, and of course you have a partner. It's a called a partner for a reason you had a baby with somebody it's also that person's responsibility to parent and it's not babysitting it's parenting so when you leave a child alone with your significant other who is also a a co-parent of this child I don't even think it should be a question I think it's like yeah, no yeah. one's asking the dad at work, well, who's with the baby? Well, and you shouldn't feel guilty either. Like, she went to a charity, and she's doing something else that's important to her. Why should she feel guilty about that? Like, she has to choose. She can mm. do and both And newborns things. are really a lot. I mean, I don't, I, I yeah, had to get away from mine. They, like, they scream in your ear, like, almost all day. It's, it's a lot. It's physically a lot. It's emotionally a lot. Sometimes you just need to... Away. Step away, put on a dry clean only outfit that's not going to get barfed on and go do live your life. <laughs> live your life, Chloe. <laughs> but yeah. it, it doesn't, I mean, you still kind of have the mother guilt sometimes as your kids get older too. Like, you know, if you miss a baseball game or something, you, you still feel, oh, maybe I should be there. But one of the reasons why I've continued to work as much as I do and do all the charity work and why I did Real Housewives of Toronto is because I want my kids to see me doing something that feeds say, me and that yeah. fuels me. And they I want them to see their mom as a strong, independent person. And it's so important for yeah. them to see that. And the time, yes, it does take time away from them, like mm-hmm. mommy time away from them. But I think it it just, 
reinforces the time that we have together. The but then you come back as a fulfilled person yeah. too. So that makes you a better mother in the end, right? Yeah. We have a chapter in our book called A Complete Guide to Temporary Child what Abandonment. What is your book, by the way? It's called The Rebel Mama's Handbook for Cool Moms. And it it's available Amazon. at Indigo stores across the country and on Amazon and across the world. And in the book, there is a chapter that takes you through the steps of how to temporarily get away from your kid. And it goes through finding the childcare, getting your head right, reminding yourself that there's benefits to both parties, you and your child and whoever's providing the care for your child. And it's actually very normal and very healthy and positive to take a break. Cool. So everybody pick up your copy. Now, it seems like people have been pretty hard on Chloe uh, lately. The main reason is because she took Tristan Thompson back for cheating on her uh, while she was pregnant. So let's talk about this. I mean, is it Chloe's fault for being with someone who has a history of cheating, first of all? Once a cheater, always a, but Okay, <laughs> but once a cheater, always a cheater? Um, I think that's so. That's fair. I, think I don't that's know. Pretty I think fair. it's such a gray area. It's hard to say. It's hard to say this is wrong and this is right. Like you'd really have to look at why those things happened, or what were the circumstances, or did they know each other long enough? Was there well? Apparently, trust he and left honesty? his pregnant girlfriend at the time okay, for Khloe so. Kardashian. I think. I mean, that's, <laughs> well, that's then that's hello, a track record. Okay, karma. then never mind. Yes. That's just a pattern. No, but yeah. that's <laughs> right. That's a pattern. So that's karma. It's karma for Chloe. I mean, I would never ever get with a guy. Um, that was with somebody and then go and have a baby with them. Like, first of all, he's with someone. Have respect for that lady. Have but respect for Chris that other Jenner, woman. Maybe Chris Jenner was just like, your turn to have a baby. Oh, yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> maybe it was, maybe it was for the show. Maybe. It was kind of getting boring a little bit. And it's These are children we're talking about though. How pathetic would that be? And scary. But also, nothing surprises me. Yeah, kids. nothing surprises me either. <laughs> so let's wow. talk about cheating, though. So how many chances should you give someone when it comes I to, think one. to cheating, if any? One. Give them one chance. That's so fair. everybody deserves a chance. I don't so, think no, so. It, I mean, it's not like, okay, here's Again, your different. one time you can go and cheat on me. <laughs> but I think if it happens once, Who's you have to figure out what the problem is. Because obviously there's a problem. So it, it might point you in into the conversation. So you can get your, you know, get your relationship back on track. What if the person's a sex addict? Okay, well then that's not just once. That's that would just That means not they work. need to go and get help. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you can only do so much to support that person. Like if you're the person that's not that's being cheated on, you can't you can't fix everything. It has to be a two-way thing. Yeah. There's a self-preservation that's very important yeah. in that. So I think mix. once. Okay, we're going to get your perspective on cheating uh, when we come back. We're going to continue with this conversation. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show Pop Culture Edition. Stay with us. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca. My co host today is Joan Kelly Walker of The Real Housewives of Toronto. Thank you for having me. And fashionista. Yeah. You have a new fashion line coming I out. I do. I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. <laughs> it's coming out. It's it's uh, in partnership with a very large retailer. It's online. And there's a big give back component. So I'm very proud of it. I've been working long and hard for a year or more on this. And, and uh, the collections really come together. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, thanks. You need to be happy for people, okay? 
everybody listening because yeah. mm-hmm. there's too many people who are like angry and miserable and not happy for others and you don't excel in life if you're if you're like that yeah definitely yeah you need to think positive you can get there you just have to work hard yeah and Alex and Nikita, founders of the Rebel Mama, they're here. Yay. Yeah, thanks for having us. So before the break, we were talking about Chloe and Tristan and how he cheated on her when she was pregnant and how she stayed with him. Now, what would you ladies have done in Chloe's situation with a newborn at home? Well, would you have given him another chance or no, the big fat no? I, I think it's a game changer, the fact that he was with somebody else when he started dating her and that other person was already pregnant. So that that <laughs> yeah. just messes the whole situation up. Yeah, it's very messy. Yeah. yeah. That's a red flag too, right? Yeah. That's got to be a red flag. I'd probably take a time out. Like, right now I'm going to deal with this baby and try to figure out how to be a mom. Yeah, but I'm I'll talk to you later. You. Yeah. So, you would, so you would stay <laughs> yeah. with him? I don't know. I think, I think so. Uh, realistically, honest to God, I don't think, I think that the stress of a breakup and moving somebody's stuff out and do, you know that there's legalities the with that, child, the father of your of child. That. I cannot even imagine taking that on, on top of newborn things. Honest to God, I really, I cannot even imagine taking anything else on when you're trying to keep a new baby alive. But I think that just like purely from a self-preservation point of view, I could not imagine staying with that person long-term. I think once the baby like started sleeping more than two hours at a time at night and I kind of felt like I was in my right brain that wasn't affected by sleep deprivation, then I would you can revisit. probably make the decision to yeah, yeah, because you'd pack his be, stuff and kick him out. Always be wondering what is he doing? Where is he? Right. Like, but time will tell. Like eventually he's either going to screw up again and you'll just know or he won't. So... If you're going to make that decision, because you have a baby together, to try and work it out, then you have to, then you have to give them an opportunity to be faithful. I vote he will screw up again, you ladies. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think I would His be surprised. His track record probably just speaks for itself at yeah. this point. <laughs> okay. On to our next topic. Mexico's hottest weather anchor, Yanet Garcia known for wearing racy outfits on air and having close to 7 million Instagram followers. How do you even get 7 wow. million Instagram followers? Them. <laughs> purchase them. You know, you you can tell when people purchase them, though. You, can, you just go yeah, into absolutely. their likes, and then you scroll down, yeah. and if they're all from, like, Mexico or third-world countries... <laughs> Well, she's from Mexico, so that theory doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> true, right? Um, but <laughs> that's how you can tell, though. Generally, yeah. like if it's somebody's Instagram account from here, or no one. Thank goodness I don't have any. Of whatever those. Yeah, it is, you have seven million followers. Oh no, like they they days. have a robot or whatever that does comment. I believe they have everything. Oh, really? yeah, yes, I think they do have that. They do. The future is now. <laughs> so now her boyfriend of three years dumped her. Okay, so you'll never guess what the reason was. After traveling from New York City to Mexico just to meet Yanet, Douglas Martin broke off his three-year relationship with her to focus on playing more video games. Oh, my God. Bye. This is completely insane. (laughs) She's too hot for him. You know what? She's just on top of the world, it seems. He said that managing his time being a professional Call of Duty player along with his responsibilities left him no time to also manage a girlfriend. Oh, my God. It's called time management. Well, no, that's just an excuse of for course. him not being in love. 
okay? Because she could be the perfect, beautiful, you know, curvy, whatever he's into. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that it's your perfect match. Well, when you want to make time, you make time, right? For people, no matter how busy you are. So, no matter how many she, video games you have to yeah. play, please. And who knows? She could have been Honestly. the total clingy type. That's you know always begging for his attention and trying to take his headset off. Like why aren't you get off the couch? <laughs> why aren't you paying attention to me? No, she why aren't you planning date yeah, night? She wins on that one. Yeah, yeah. no, she'll but be fine. He's he's giving up reality, which is a real tangible person for something that's not real. I just yeah. I can't understand that. Yeah, I just I don't think that she was the one for him. I really don't. Because I think that if you do meet the right one, I don't think that the call of duty is going to take you away from that. I mean, I think she'll laugh. <laughs> I think she'll laugh about this later. I mean, who's he going to have sex with, really? Like, uh, no one. It's a probably. video game for that, maybe. Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> Actually, there are men in Japan. They have virtual reality girlfriends. I, I don't know how they're yeah, having sex with them, maybe. but it's a thing now. It's it's a big thing actually. That's Virtual the way of the that's the way of the future. So they're probably having sex through this little headset. Wow. <laughs> you should tell her about the virtual wow. reality simulating cannabis. Remember that? Oh, what is that? Where was that? I've been to a virtual re reality place. I loved it. I thought it was uh, so much fun. But was it simulating cannabis? No. Or sex? <laughs> no. Then it wasn't that much fun. <laughs> you were just visiting a waterfall or something, right? I actually fell off a building. It was pretty cool. Ooh, oh really? God. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you like terrifying. physically free? Like, did you act, react with your body? I, I, like you, you do react. It's it's yeah, it's quite cool. Right. I've never yeah. done it. I don't. The idea of virtual reality really freaks me no, out. It's I fun. like normal reality. I like my normal reality. I'm cool here. It's good. so yeah, but much fun. you do fun. marijuana, so that's kind of altering your reality. Yeah, but without goggles. I don't want to be the weirdo walking around with goggles. <laughs> okay, falling that's off, it, guys. That's it shopping. for... That's our... <laughs> guys, that's our time for today. Alex and Nikita, you've been great, and thank you so much thank for joining you. our thank panel. Thank you for having us. And a big thank you to my guest co-host and friend, Joan Kelly Walker. We love having you with us thank on you. the show, thank or you. I do fun. anyways. So where can uh, the audience find you, ladies? Uh, we'll start with Nikita and Alex. Go ahead, babe. That's your www.therebelmama.com at the Rebel Mama on Instagram, which is probably the place everybody's going to go first. So just go there. Everything's there. Yeah. You can pick up our book. Yeah, you can buy our book on Amazon or in Indigo or lots of other small independent retailers in Toronto. And Joan? My website is uh, joankellywalker.com and my Instagram is at joankww and there'll be lots of information all over the place about my new brand coming out. So watch for it. And you can visit my website, singleinthecity.ca to learn more about my matchmaking service, upcoming events, relationship tips, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Until next week, ciao for now. <laughs>